Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Allison Bobbitt, and I'm here as always. Hello, Allison Bobbitt. Hello. That's my husband, Mike Bobbitt, and this is the episode of our podcast. I'm not going to interrupt you while you do the episode. Okay. This is the episode of our podcast where one of us tells the other which movie we're going to make the other one watch, because that's what we do here. We make one another watch movies the other has never seen before. Oh, yeah. That seems like a pretty cool podcast idea. I didn't know Jeff Ford was here. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I I just wanted to sit in and uh, maybe see what the podcast is about. I think this it's is, pretty cool that you guys are doing this. This is truly one of two accents or like impressions that you are able to do and sustain. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, you do Dave Mahesh really well. I, I think that's more of a visual thing, because I just wave my arms around a lot. Yeah, but he doesn't sound all that different. In any case, we're getting so off track. Uh, actually, uh, this is what they call foreshadowing, because I got a recommendation for oh, a movie. Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. I think I know what it is. I'll wait till the end of the episode. I'm going to bring it up now. But we haven't even talked about what movie you're going to make me watch. Yeah, that's what I'm about to do. Okay. Okay, this is not tying into Francis Ha. I could not figure out a way to tie it into Francis Ha at all. But this is tying into Cujo. All right. This is tying into Cujo in that... um, Oh, God. In what way? (laughs) This is another movie where an animal is going to be murdered on screen no. And you are going to have to um, deal with. Why? No, I'm kidding. Okay. We were talking about Frank Welker being a tremendous voiceover yes. artist and top of the, the craft. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you were sharing a story about the Futurama commentaries where they were yeah. talking about uh, Billy West was talking about how amazing Frank Welker is. And Billy West is one of the oh, yeah. best working today well did you know that john dimaggio from futurama, futurama who does the voice of bender mm-hmm. as well as a ton of other cartoons mm-hmm. did a documentary on voiceover actors so we're gonna watch the first i be- no not the first because we watch hail satan mm-hmm. the second documentary that we've watched on the podcast now okay. we're gonna watch a, a documentary called i know that voice Ezekiel 2517. 
path of the righteous man is beset on all sides with the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. In a world of cartoon voices, animated, really annoying, etc. Blessed is he who... In the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak. Through the valley of darkness. Reeves tool his brother's keeper. And the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon those with great vengeance. And with furious anger. For those who attempt to poison. And destroy my brother. You will know my name is the Lord. You could call me Jesus. You could call me Christ. You could call me the Lord. Well, I'll lay my vengeance. My sweet, sweet, sexy vengeance. <laughs> what I want you to know. Coming soon. 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 You gotta watch this. What's the name of it? You need to do me passing on my flavin, and then <laughs> with your fingers. Oh, I think I'll have some more martini. <laughs> Take two. I know that voice. I know that. Voice? I know that voice. 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 And I know that voice. I know that voice. I know that voice. And you'll say exactly that. I know that voice. Documentary about the art. What's that Join us, won't you? Don't miss it. The most famous people you never recognize. I know that voice. From beautiful downtown Burbank, coming soon, I know that voice. With the Force, all things are possible. There's lots more, folks. I'm into it. Yeah, there are a lot of stories that I've probably already told on the podcast that will (laughs) undoubtedly be uh, stories that I got from watching this documentary. So you'll get to hear them firsthand instead of through me with uh, 60% accuracy. Yeah. Um, So I look uh, forward to that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I remember it being a really neat look at the art of voice acting Mm -hmm. and i know that you are a a big animation person yeah i believe the documentary came out before bob's burgers so i I don't think there's going to be any bob's burgers people in it yeah probably not like a a john benjamin thing or something like that because he's been doing voices forever so yeah yeah but yeah so that's what we're gonna watch all right cool i'm into it yeah, so aside from the world of movies that we're going to watch for the podcast, do you have any recommendations? I do. So since we have a newborn now, uh, I'm up in the middle of the night a lot and uh, am bored for things to watch. So I've been watching a lot of true crime. <laughs> and uh, one of the docuseries that I started watching on Netflix is called Flint Town. Okay. It's like six or seven part limited series where a film crew followed around the Flint Police Department during uh, the 2016 election. Okay. Uh, so when Trump was elected, it was right before, right after, and then like through their midterm election where you find out if there are like millage passes and stuff like that and it's an it's a look at the flint police department and flint itself what that community is going through being under police you know for for a city that size they should have something like 300 police officers at the time that this was filmed it was they had 98 oh wow 
So, you know, police That's are res- less than 300. Yes. They were, you know, responding to 911 calls four hours late because they couldn't get police there. One of the officers is responding 27 hours after a call was placed to an assault because there was just no one to be dispatched. There's only, you know, so many cars on the street at night. So you you kind of get to follow around like a handful of these officers and then they they put together a, a crime task force to kind of crack down on some of the heavier crime areas. And then on top of that, it's also people dealing with the Flint water crisis. Okay. You know, this is after, you know, pretty well after news broke, but still nothing has to this day, you know, their water is still poison. Mm. Um, I mean, they finally re-indicted everyone because they indicted everybody. Then all the charges were. I'll wait till he comes up. You're a Hulk. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Oh my goodness. Well, this sounds like a really hilarious. <laughs> it's it's really well done. It's also very insightful as far as the perspective of police and the community that it represents and it, it talks about you know how black officers feel versus the white officers about you know the election about what's going on in their community about their fears and and what they're going through as a police department because they're so understaffed and i think it shines a light on a very complicated situation that even now i think still continues it was really, really good. It was really well done. I highly recommend it. Okay. What was it called again? Flint Town. Okay. And it's streaming on Netflix. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Sounds hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's super funny. Are there a lot of sex scenes? Oh, so many. Because you know Flint, at least at one point in time, had more titty bars per square foot than per square mile than any other major North American city. That's hot. Yeah, it is. Wow. I don't think I saw any titties. Oh. No, sorry. No. Okay. There might have been. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. I don't think so. My recommendation is um I've already recommended Johnny Mockney's podcast We Are Movies. Mm-hmm. But through listening to his New Year's Eve or New Year's Eve 2022 roundup mm-hmm. episode, which was Almost five hours long. Holy sh! Okay. Yeah, yeah. He had two of his friends on, and they went through their top twenty movies, and they also did honorable mentions and under the radars. And uh, it was a really insightful conversation where I was just writing down all these movies on like post-it notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I was driving, I would just try to remind myself, like, oh yeah, I want to watch that. That sounded good. I want to watch that. And they kept referencing the fact that they had to check their ratings on Letterboxd. So through that podcast, I started using Letterboxd again. Don't call me Mike. Call me Daddy. Yeah, don't call me Mike. Hi, Benji. Yes. So I started using Letterboxd again. I started using it in 2017 and used it apparently for one or two days because there was very little activity. Mm-hmm. But I have been going through and being very active on it. I'm finding it super addictive. 
So find me on there. Also find Johnny Mockney on there as well. Uh, M-O-C-N-Y. Listen to his podcast, We Are mm-hmm. Movies. I've also been going through, and I would like you to do the same. Letterboxd is free. But I've been going through all the movies that we talk about on this podcast. And I've been rating all of them. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to start a list of the movies so if people want to just kind of review and see what my ratings were for each movie yeah uh, you'd be able to do that so all right yeah so letterboxd.com got there via listening to johnny mockney's podcast we are movies all right and uh so i highly recommend both of those okay yeah nice all right so next week we got a documentary yeah all right. All right. And again, uh, find me on Letterboxd. And yeah. uh, hopefully I can uh, get the misses over there on it, too. Yeah. It's not like you don't have your hands full. <laughs> <laughs> Literally right now. Literally right now. With a baby right in one arm and a bottle in the other. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Also, if you have categories you would like us to cover for the Watchies this year, which is our award show yeah. that we will be doing uh, in conjunction with the Oscars. Uh, go on our Facebook group and let us know there. Yeah. I'll do up some sort of design so you can post a picture and have people uh, leave comments in that thread and that'd be super sexy. All right. I like it. Maybe I'll do an anatomically correct Oscar. I wish you would. big wong. I wish you wouldn't. I just want to draw a gold wong. Why don't you just... Do a thing of Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. I was telling Allison <laughs> this story. This is, uh, I saw it on Reddit, so I'm sure it's not that hard to find. In the movie Antichrist, there's a lot of full frontal nudity of Willem Dafoe that yes. apparently is not Willem Dafoe, but someone else's penis, because Willem Dafoe's real life penis was too large and. Uh, Lars von Trier thought it would be distracting <laughs> and take people out of the movie if uh, and have people doubt that it was a real penis. Yeah, because uh, there's a video of Willem Dafoe when he was in uh, a film student uh, dancing naked, and uh, it is um, upsettingly large. <laughs> <laughs> Which yikes! Uh, he has a wife. For how long? Uh, they got married in, I think it says 2005. Yep, 2005. She's very beautiful. Apparently very happy, too. She's smiling pretty big. Um, Yeah, I feel like I would be so scared. <laughs> I'm trying to find the video on Reddit, but there's a, a header that says, Lars von Trier finds Willem Dafoe's penis confusingly large. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, I did, too. Yeah. Where you're like, how does that exist in the world? Like, lo- like I don't know. <laughs> I. And then in a shitty movie details subreddit that I subscribe mm-hmm. to, it says Mark Wahlberg, in Boogie Nights, Mark Wahlberg wore a prosthetic penis because his real one wasn't big enough. This is because he isn't Willem Dafoe. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, the video's not popping up, but uh, that's okay. I don't think I. I don't think I want to see it. And then on today, I learned. <laughs> Reddit says, "Today I learned." <laughs> 
Willem Dafoe had to have a penis double for his years, scenes in Lars von Trier's experimental film, The Antichrist, where his penis was exposed because his own was deemed so large that, quote, everybody on set got very confused when they saw it. <laughs> Could you imagine if you're doing like a nude scene no. and everyone's just like, I don't understand how that's even possible. No. Is this a joke? Like that you would have a a penis that large that people would be like, I don't understand. I know. I've seen it. I get it. Good for him and his wife and his wife. She looks very happy. I can't help to notice that you don't. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't have a confusingly large penis. Well, that's probably a good thing. What would you think if I, every time I looked at you, I was just like, I don't understand. <laughs> what do you even want me to do with that? I feel like his wife probably had to do some exercises before they could totally do it if it's that big. Okay. On that note, we'll <laughs> yeah. see you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man.